Yo, what up, Nashville 3? Tell is on the air, 104.5 The Zone. Brent Doherty. Don Davenport is very angrily listening to the show just like you guys are. She's in traffic. Hunk, you're on those text messages. She is, if you thought she was hot yesterday, just wait till you get until she gets here today. So Don is not in the building yet. We love you, though. You're very pretty. We love haven't you. even seen you today, but you're just you're lovely today. <clears throat> love you, Babs. See you in a second. Uh, but this guy is in the building. Ron's like. <clears throat> so, Slay, everybody's <clears throat> talking about hit the like button in the YouTube chat. Yeah. Watch the show on Zone TV, Twitter, Facebook Live. There's a lot of action in YouTube. Twitch. Twitch, please. You got to hit the like button. I can't find the like button, Slay Dog. Well, you need to do better. Hold on, man. He's coming over here. He's got his TSU big blue shirt on because TSU and Belmont going at it tonight. Got to X out. And then look. And then swipe to the left. And then hit boom. Did you already hit like? Oh, I took my own like off it. See, you dislike it. <laughs> you don't dislike like dislike, dog. Don't dislike the like. Hit the Come like on, button. dog pound. Hit, hard, hard, hard. hit the like button. All right, hard. so. Q dog. Hey. <laughs> hey, uh, so, uh, <laughs> we got Cumulus family walking the halls. Yeah, man. We love our Cumulus family, out. too. Um, 92Q, well represented in this building. Love. Man, I got to start, I, but I need an invitation, man. I got to start being able to go over there and just crash. The 92Q? Yeah. Um, a lot of times they just got the, uh, the door open and nobody in there. Oh, okay. Well, or they've, oh, I can just go in there and turn my cell phone. They'll walk around and, you can go in there, lock the door before they come back. Yeah, that'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> when they get to, when I when I hear them rambling the keys, I'm gonna say, "Lock the door." Yeah, you could just do the boom boom room show for like one minute. Ah, uh, yeah, and then Ooh. get in and out, and they won't even know. Man, honk if you ever. No, man can tell me too. You what? can tell me how to take over the keys and just interrupt it. Yeah, yeah, for like thirty seconds. Uh huh. I'm that, in the building. I'm in the building. That might get us fired. Well, hey, man. From 92Q, maybe not from here. Yeah, and guess what? There's repercussions <laughs> to everything, man. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be willing to take them. I'm willing to get out there for a stand to make the Boom Boom Room syndicate. You've been wanting to <laughs> I guess. You've been wanting to picket things. Yes, I have. <laughs> I have, and this is this You can is go on strike. Go do it. I, need to hit, I need to hear the Boom Boom Room on 92Q. How do I At sound like, right Like now? 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. Would that be a good time for the Boom Boom Room? Um, two a.m. You can pre, you can pre-record it. Hold on, what the, what time did you just say? Like two to three in the morning. Because the bars close at two, a lot of them. So let me come home. Yeah, and lock the yeah and lock the door. Two to two thirty. Yeah, you only need only like thirty. Need, yeah, I don't need that long. <laughs> two commercial breaks. So TSU Belmont tonight. Yeah, man, TSU Belmont going down tonight, man. You got um, Coach Casey Alexander against Penny Collins. And let me say this, man. Penny Collins just went over 100 wins, man. So salute oh, to my guy. heck yeah. yeah well, he's been awesome. over 100 wins, but um, they got to update it. So I think he's at 105 now. So, yeah, salute to him, man. It's hard to get a that, win, man. That means something for him to play Belmont, Without too. question, yeah. And, yeah, there right? you go. Yep. This um, is a big-time game for him. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to that. You'll be on. You'll be on the radio call. Seven thirty. You and plus. You and Gregory Pogue. Gregory Pogue. The Pogster. <laughs> Pogue tried to convince me last night that he dropped, I think, twenty-seven or something in a high school game. Oh, I thought you were going to say pounds. 
No. Pogues, no, he probably put 20 something on since the last time I've seen him. That's my man. See, Pogues just sitting out in traffic somewhere, just getting it's a just ripped on we'll the get air. We're going to text. We're going to text. Stray bullets Greg. just yeah. flying right at him. He didn't even know. Pogue, Pogue is a broadcast and journalistic legend in this. Time. Yes, he is, without yes. question. So props to him. Um, what else is going on? Uh, Vanderbilt uh, fell short last night at Kentucky, but Scotty Pippen with 33. Yeah. He went rolling rock on their ass. Yeah, he really had uh, about 24. What do you mean? <laughs> 24 when it mattered. You know, then just kind of not padding the stats. You know what I mean? It ain't nothing. I thought when the other team unloaded the bench, you unloaded the bench. Yeah, that's, that, wasn't, that wasn't the case. That so that's matter. why I was cheering for Cal to keep his guys in because I actually bet on Kentucky to cover the spread. And they took his guys oh. out, and they would have covered the spread if he left them in. Like, Vandy left their guys in. I wish what's-the-name didn't transfer, though. Um, Dasu. I wish he didn't transfer oh, from yeah. Vanderbilt to Texas, man. That would have been a, a solid team at Vanderbilt. It's hard to replace a guy that's been getting double doubles for you, and um, you come in the season like that. That's, that's tough, man. Cousin Andrew on Twitter, you can hit us there at 3HL1045. Quote, uh oh. I can just walk in there and turn myself on. Ron Slay on 3HL. Hashtag yeah. phrasing. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, no. That, man, that's music. I can go in there and turn myself on. With the music on your airwaves from 2 to 2.30 a.m. in the morning. Anytime y'all need me. <laughs> 2 to 2.30. Just talk to Kenny's phone. We'll get it done. Yeah, Kenny. See what? I'm, you know what? See Wiz ought to give me a five-minute segment of his time. I've been on 103.3 before. Hey, what so you done it, did? What uh, you done did? <laughs> what did you do? What did I do on that station? I don't remember. Some kind what? of sports update. Please I don't think it lasted very long. Don't please don't let me say what you done did again. Don't let That's, me do that. I literally, I think I said that exact phrase before the show. <laughs> um, yeah, all right, what's going on? There, there's tons of cold rain out there, man. Last time I looked, oh, it was yeah. 37 and raining. Y'all be careful out there, man, because uh, coming into the show, I know there was a wreck on 65 North. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawn says she finally got off. Be there in a few. She's on Edmondson Pike. Let me check on my girl. Sure, and I then she's got the see. red face emoji with the stuff Ooh. going across the grill. Ooh. Uh, we ooh. actually just had somebody call in saying that they think they saw her on 65, that she didn't look happy. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. When you put that red emoji face with the little tape over it with the little alert, little, little, <laughs> the little letters blacked out. Man, you saying some words right there, boy. It is 36 degrees in Nashville. It was supposed to be 41 today. We're not going to get there. Just my guess. Oh, no, we, we passed that. Uh, it looks like in Nashville, 32 degrees comes at 1 a.m. <laughs> 32 degrees comes at 1 a.m. Yeah, so that's where the freezing rain start, starts. So it looks exactly the same as what's going on now, but things start freezing. We saw pi- pictures from Memphis, and the, uh, the pyramid is frozen, solid ice. You can ski down that thing, <laughs> which I guess you normally could anyway. Yeah, it's straight down. It's straight down. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. We've got more on the Brian Flores situation again. We were talking about how what can you prove is kind of going to be the the thing with him, and now uh, John Elway went at him. Uh, the Dolphins owner Stephen Ross went at him. Uh, so we'll read those uh, those uh, quotes for you. Uh, Jimbo Fisher goes all in because Lane Kiffin was talking about what was Lane Kiffin talking about yesterday, Hunk? Uh, he was talking about how much uh, money he thinks Texas A and M spilt on the recruiting class. Yeah. I mean, he said it. I'm yeah. just repeating it. So Jimbo goes in on them. So we'll play all those cuts for you. We want to hear it. Uh, Greg Cosell, 3HL film session. What happened in the AFC Championship game, the NFC Championship game? Because 
The Patrick Mahomes thing, that was a tale of two halves, man. Yeah, it was. So what did Cincinnati do? What did Mahomes not do? Things like that. I, th- I think that'll be interesting uh, with Cosell. U.S. soccer news you will not want to miss. We've got that for you coming up today. Hmm. Right, Hunt? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we are talking soccer, which is going to impress a lot of people. Will Bowling all will love this. People's ears perked up. Ramon Foster at 520, big savagery. Savagery. From Jay Martin Ramon, 6 to 10 weekday mornings on 104.5 The Zone, at Ramon Foster on uh, Twitter. Also, uh, Aaron Rodgers decided to build a house in Brentwood. Now, there's a report out there. Uh, we told you yesterday about Stillman and his report. And and so he said Franklin. It's not Franklin, it's Brentwood. He mm. said land as if like a farm or something. It's not. It's a it's uh he a bought plot. he bought a plot and is building on it. Um and this has been going on for a while. So this decision had nothing to do with football. Zero. Mm. Now, if John Robinson decides he wants to have Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback and he figures out a way to make all this money disappear with Tannehill and and figures out a way to pay Aaron Rodgers forty million or whatever he wants, right? Then that's fine. But that has nothing to do with him building the house. <laughs> See, there's this thing where people from California are moving into Nashville. Yes, to escape everything that's going on out there. Whether you are agree or disagree, whatever, that's what's happening. Right. No opinion. Just that's what's happening. It's facts. Plus, there's no state income tax in Tennessee, which and- I love. So that's kind of where we are with uh, regard to the Aaron Rodgers situation. Also, a uh, quick note, Alcoa football coach, legendary football coach, Gary Rankin, retired. Gary Rankin. Powerhouse. So uh, Bill Whittemore left uh, FRA. Uh, Gary Rankin has retired from Alcoa. Scott Blade left Independence. Mm-hmm. So these are some big-name guys. Huge. Um, so that's kind of where we are. All right, when we come back, the Brian Flores situation is turning into he said, he said, uh, again, what can you prove? And, and to Slay's point, well, you don't go out there on this ledge without something. Yeah, the hell something. So uh, we'll see what that is. But uh, we'll talk about it next. 3HL 1045 The Zone. Out on bail, California dreaming as soon as I step on the scene. <laughs> this is for Babs out there in traffic? Yeah, this is uh, just so that she'll <laughs> smile a little bit while she's still in her car. There you go, Babsy. Put a smile upon your face. <laughs> and don't fret. Everything is going to be okay. Babsy, <laughs> this is this is a little sleigh on your shoulder talking to you. Listen to you. Everything is okay, Babsy. <laughs> Just breathe. Um, exhale. Bobby uh, on Twitter, uh, Ron, if I call you at 2.30 in the morning, it's going to be because I need bail money. <laughs> oh, man, no. Oh, wait. <laughs> listen, listen, the boom boom room it. is over at two thirty in the morning. Yeah, That's our proposal for ninety two. Yeah, listen, you lock the door. I'm locking the door. I come in at two to two thirty. Two thirty. Lock the door at two thirty. Party over. <laughs> if you in, you can party. If you out, it's, it's more of a sprint than a marathon, right? Like, there you go. It's the post, the post game. Yeah. It's, 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 when you're going home from from the night out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell Ron Slay that if he knows what you done did is incorrect, he can say it because them it's all sleigh ride flavor. I mean, hey, guess what, man? I just know a lot of my teachers listen to this show, and they would be very upset <laughs> if I was on, if I was on here talking this way. So, but sometimes I get a little excited, and it just flows. So, hey, 
He's got to deal with it. Slayisms. Ramon, Ramon Foster taking over the YouTube portion of the Zone TV feed. Uh, Savages, I'm headed to baseball workouts, but I'm here. It's 3HL time. Hit that like button in all caps. That's right, man. And then when you hit the like button, don't hit it again because then it'll go away like I just did. Yeah, you might be. Yeah, you hitting dislike at the same time. That's, you got to be careful. Man. Yesterday, uh, several of y'all called it an epic conversation with Taylor Lewan. And let me go ahead and credit uh, Taylor, um, and I know you will too, for uh, speaking from the heart yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. he let it out there yep. about a lot of topics. So if you missed that interview, it it was the longest commercial-free interview in 3HL history. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can say that. I, in fact, it's not even close. It's the kind of thing where you're blowing through, like, just to let you in our our world, you're blowing through breaks, and right. you're thinking, man, the boss man's going to run down here and yeah, just hit a button and start playing commercials. <laughs> but I was, I was looking really at the time. Nervous. I was. You know? But he he was good with it because uh, Taylor Taylor was, there's Babs, she's she's here. Babsy! She's, she's got multiple bags, a jug of water, and headphones. I swear she better have heard Tupac because she was probably getting out of her car of as breath. it was go as it was playing and she probably still didn't even get to Did it. you hear the Tupac intro? <laughs> no, because I was walking in during the Tupac no, intro. Dang it. Yeah, but. but I do appreciate the love there. <laughs> well, in order to uh, allow you an opportunity to catch your breath and also uh, let people in on some of what Taylor Lewan had to say yesterday. And again, you're gonna want to hear it on the podcast, I'm telling you. He was phenomenal. Um a lot of uh, questions about Ryan Tannehill this offseason. No question about it. Um, so Babsy asked Taylor what he thought about the quarterback, and here's what he had to say. Ryan sucks, doesn't he? He's the worst. <laughs> All he did was come in here and revamp a franchise and bring us to the playoffs the last three. You know what? Screw that guy, man, for being the heart and soul of this team, a team that just keeps fighting through adversity. For me, I mean, when you're in the building every single day and three or four times this year, Ryan had to have a different left tackle playing the game. Yeah. Having not having me last year after I tore my ACL, you know, when we played the Patriots game, the only drafted players on the offense were me, Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, and Ryan Tannehill. And the first half of that game and into the third quarter, we were in that game. We rushed for 200 yards. Ryan did a great job throwing the ball around. And for everyone that's upset with Ryan about the interceptions, here's the first thing everyone needs to realize. And this one might not make me a fan favorite, but y'all don't know anything. Not you guys. The the fans, they, they really don't know. And it could have been a wide receiver running the wrong route. It could have been guy in his face from protection. It's the reason why it's the greatest team sport ever is because it just can't be one guy that makes it work for everybody else. You can't have a LeBron James in his prime come in and just help the Cavaliers go to the playoffs and make it. You can't do that. And Ryan has been a guy that has made those gutsy throws time and time again, and he was celebrated for it loved for it. The city of Nashville was praising his name, and unfortunately, a couple things happened in this game that I don't even know whose fault it was, right? I don't know what, what should or should not have happened. For me, it's, this is the protection. You're by yourself, and there's Trey Hendrickson. you got to block that guy, so we have enough time to get down. Like I love Ryan, and I think emotions are high, and that's how fans should be. They should have their emotions high. They should be pissed off because we did lose, and they have every right to be angry. But next year, I think you ride with Tannehill, and he's going he's gonna to do what he's always done for us. Give us a fighting chance to win a game every single week. And I think that's a beautiful thing about the NFL. You don't win 12, go 11 and 5 and 12 and, uh, yeah, 12 and 5 yeah. all the time. And we've been able to do that two, two years in a row. I mean, we all know back in 2014 when your boy was, was wet behind the ears just with a backpack on hoping to make a couple bucks in the NFL – we couldn't buy a win, you know? And, and now this franchise has turned into something that is respected 
uh, week in and week out when you go play their teams. Thoughts on Ryan Tannehill there? Loyal, man. You read that into the conversation mm-hmm. and even asked him about that later. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Taylor Lewan, loyal. That, that's He's going to ride with his dogs. That's and, for sure. And that's what you're supposed to do. Like, that's right. who you want to be. Any like, of us would do it. Yeah, and you, you got to think, man, you're in competition and you're on a team. And the first thing that, like, when you have team meetings and the coaches are talking to you, first thing they say is, man, look to your right, look to your left. These are the guys that's going to be in the foxhole with you. So if you don't trust that, then, I mean, out to the public, you don't have anything. Now, behind closed doors, I'm going to tell you, hey, man, dude, you, hey, man, you ain't nothing, man. Like, I don't have teammates, but, hey, dog, you tripping, man. Like, you you ain't got it. Like, you not pulling your weight. But in, in, I go to defend them in the newspaper. <laughs> right, but saying? you defend them in the newspaper, but you don't go all out and defend them in the newspaper if no, you don't really feel that way. You know what I mean? No, yeah. you can't. But, I know you personally yeah. can't because you're not a very good liar. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. This is true. Yeah. This is, this face. is true. Yeah. Um, so but, here's the other thing. So my take on that is that it was certainly genuine. Yeah. What is what is Ryan Tannehill's record? 31 and 14 with the Titans, something like that. Mm-hmm. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. I mean, you start throwing guys out. They just care, care for what. Like Jameis Winston? Yeah, we've seen quarterbacks here with without that kind of success, a lot of them. I just feel, man, at the end of the day, it, all of it, once you you take, like, one thing, I'm, I'm holding Jameis. Ryan Tannehill accountable, regardless, those three interceptions. Of course. Like, I'm not taking sure. that back. You're wrong for that. I don't care what it was called. Now, when you get to the gist of it, you move that blanket out the way, and you look up under it. Now, now we get to get to, hey, man, what are your options out there? Like, who's making these calls over and like over? Like, your options How many times stink. Are you like, You're put in not a great position to succeed. You your wide receiver doesn't run the right yeah. route. Whatever. Yeah. But you're saying still, okay, don't make that throw. Yeah, throw it you, away. You you, take a sack. Right. Ta- well, right. I don't know about take a, take a sack. sack. Throw yeah. it away. Yeah, Just throw the ball away. Definitely throw it away. Not to the other team. Yeah, but don't but I get it. Because he was trying to make a play in the biggest game of, honestly, probably his career at that point. And... For the Titans, but if you look at the overall overall season, like I think Cosell hit it on the head when he came in and he said, "Let me ask you guys, what did you see was the difference in that game being called and the rest of the game being called in the regular season? Yeah, what was the difference between those two? And we all said from the opening play, nothing. Yeah. He said exactly. That's what Cincinnati saw too. No difference." Yeah. So, uh, where's the creativity? That's not Tannehill. Where's the you know what I'm design? saying? Like, I mean, it'll be different if he was going to the lines and he was doing like Peyton, changing audible in plays, and they like, man, he take control of the game down the street. They going no auto. That's on him. There you go. Yeah, it's different. That ain't the play calling. That's him. But in this situation, it's gonna be an interesting offseason to see who see how it all shakes out. Um, that's why I stand anyway. Yeah. Um. And like on the it. on the offensive line, uh, Ben Jones unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Quesenberry, unrestricted free agent, and then Saffold with a contract that's easily moved, um, and and with regard to dead money and all that, easily moved. What's easily moved? Like they spread like it out. You, or no, easily moved. Like you could you could trade him if if oh, you okay, found okay. somebody, or oh, you yeah, could okay. or you could simply cut him and not okay. lose much. And it doesn't cost you a gotcha, ton, gotcha. right? And same like, thing. You can't do that with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, right. Same so thing with all this because you know this is my first time. Like. Terminology, right. I don't know no, but there's a, yeah. there's a lot of people that that don't know. Yeah, don't. I mean, you have to dive into know right, right how it works. Yeah. Well, and the other person is Taylor Wine, and and he kind of 
he kind of walks you through where his contract is. And to me, it sounds like, well, well, we'll hit that on the end. But this is what he said about where he is. You know, if you go and break everything down, like I know that um, if I'm making 12 this year, my dead cap is 1-7 yeah. or whatever it is. That's a pretty beautiful chunk to take and save and all that. Well, it really just depends what John really thinks I'm capable of doing. I know that um, John and I have had a lot of conversations, especially his first year and uh, when they had the o- number one overall pick. And everyone was saying, hey, take take a tackle, take a tackle, move Taylor to right. And we had a very long, extensive conversation and that I'm not saying I did it, but the pick got traded. And I've done a good job for him ever since then. And obviously, they're going to do what they think is best for the team. I want to be a Titan, and I think I will be a Titan. I don't, there's not a whole lot of doubt in my head. You know, when you get asked these questions, you don't want to sit there and be like, I'm 100% back. And then two weeks later, John calls you and says, hey, bring your playbook, buddy. It's over. But I sit there and I have a lot of confidence being there for eight years, knowing those guys, knowing the coaches and them knowing me that I, I like to think I'd be back. But they have to make the best decisions for this team. Right. And, and what he said there was, uh, again, like you could move on from this contract. You could cut him and save like $11 million. Somewhere in there. I haven't looked at it in a few days, but I think it's somewhere a lot. In there. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. But I think what he was saying there was, and, and he'll say it in this next cut a little bit better, I think, but that it almost was like a message to J-Rob in my head. Like, hey, man, don't just cut me. I'll I'll play for whatever because he likes it so much here. Yeah. So yeah. we asked him, uh, you know, if they move on from you, what would it be like to put on another uniform? How hard would it be for you to put on another uniform? So hard, I don't think I, I don't know if I would. That's how hard I think it would be. I tell you what, man, a lot of people come into the NFL and, and want to make money and don't care who they play for. And But, you know, even on, on this, and you guys have said your piece on me before, good and bad, and everybody has. And Nashville, I've told my wife this, I think with my personality and who I am, and I've tried to play the all-American boy, captain guy before, and it just doesn't play off for me. And the city of Nashville, when I came in in 2014, just took me under their wing and allowed me to be myself and allowed me to flourish not only as a player – but as a person and find out who I really am. When you're in college, you don't remember your weekends, right? And you spend your weeks grinding in the weight room. Mm-hmm. So I came out of college with a, not really knowing who I was, not having a solid foundation of who is Terrell Lewan. And, you know, this city, damn, man, this city means everything to me. I love them. I love them to death. To go back on the cap thing, you know, when I signed my contract, I was the highest paid offensive lineman. Right. In the NFL. And now if an average tackle in the league is making $16, $17, 18000000 million a year. And so I know it sounds kind of wild, but in a weird, crazy Twilight Zone sense, I, I'm not very expensive for the caliber of player I am and the caliber of player I know I can be. And I just love this damn city so much. Did that not sound like a direct message to J-Rob right there? Yeah. As in, hey, we can talk. We can probably negotiate here, mm-hmm. you know. I love this city so much. I want to be here. But on the other hand, also want to just point out, I'm really not that expensive nowadays, considering what everybody in the league on that line is getting paid. Just saying. And see, I think I thought a lot of that was for the fans as well, too, to get yeah. into that gray area. I like, love this damn city. Yeah. And then, you know, just to let y'all know, like, hey, man, listen, I'm I'm willing to cut a little bit in order to stay here. Like, I want this. That's what it sounded like, right? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And then I also wonder how much of that is the sting talking yeah the sting from that loss talking well and you as a professional athlete you understand like these guys it's not like these guys like you call it j-rob right now and go mm-hmm. hey man what are you thinking about my contract no yeah. that's handled through your agent yeah, like you, yeah. you don't have a chance to talk nope. with them about it nope. so you go from like playing in the season to gone yep 
without a conversation in a mm-hmm. lot of cases. Yep. Now, sometimes they'll call you on the back end of that. Hey, man, we're releasing you. Mm-hmm. And usually it's that short. Yep. Um, I don't I don't think J-Rob's probably that way, but there are most of the guys, I think, in the NFL treat it more like a business than than anything. But uh, and, but I think that's where he was coming from there because you just, as a player, you don't get a chance to kind of say your piece to your boss. You don't. You don't because you don't, you're not going to run across them. You know what I'm saying? And you, Like you going on vacation, they going on vacation, then they got to dive into their work to get ready for the next year. And a lot, man, that's why I always say, man, the most important thing is your last game. Whatever perception you put out there, I promise you it's going to carry you through the entire offseason. That's why we're still talking about Ryan Tannehill to this day. Like that's the reason because that's the last vision we have, him throwing interceptions. Is is that simple? Like I've been through a lot of off season, and where it's like, man, I feel like I had a, a stinky year. Like I, I didn't put it down, but those last five games, man, I went to work, and I get that call. He literally said that during the conversation yesterday. He said, from a run game perspective, he didn't feel like he played like himself this mm-hmm. year. He said, now I only gave up one sack in the last whatever right uh, time frame it was five six games whatever right. it was. So kind of to your point, that's that's kind of where he's he went. right too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's not a surprise. That when we talked to Eric Henry too, I'm like the dude just came off of uh, an intricate surgery and what normal it takes normal people twelve weeks to recover from. So of course he's not going to be himself. Taylor Lewan comes off the the ACL. Mm-hmm. Some people are able to come back quickly, but for the majority of of athletes and people. It's not that easy to just bounce back like yourself immediately. And I think we saw that early in the season with Lawan, which is basically what he said. That's why he was on the road. And he was talking about his issues that he dealt with in his back, his hip, all of that. And he's like, it just, it, I talked to all these specialists and it goes back to my ACL and my recovery. And I think sometimes we forget stuff like this because we look at these athletes as superhuman and, and and in a way they are. I just think about Roger Saffold and him playing through mm-hmm. the fact that he couldn't feel his arm half right. the time, you know. But we look at them as superhuman, and at the end of the day, like a recovery is a recovery from right. an injury, and it's not that easy for everybody. Yep. Thank you guys for all the messages yesterday after that conversation. Uh, Taylor killed it. Um, you, you know, the interviews as good as the interviewee, and and he was phenomenal, and he opened a lot of doors, and we went there. So uh, appreciate him, and if you missed it, you'll want to hear it. It's about 40 minutes, um, and you can get it where you get the 3HL podcast, which is on the Zone website, 1045thezone.com, but also where you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe to the 3HL podcast, and all the Zone show podcasts, and get it done. Alvin in Nashville next up on 3HL. Alvin, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. Good. How you doing, brother? Hey, uh, I I just want to speak to the fans as far as uh, not even just the Taylor Wine interview. I just want to speak to the fans about, man, if y'all look at the situation, look at everything we had in the past. We had Mariota, Locker, uh, Matt Hasselbeck. We had all them quarterbacks. And we had all these offensive coordinators. The quarterback was the problem. You look at Ryan Tannehill, look at what he had, uh, LaFleur. He had Arthur Smith. Go back to the playoffs year when we played the Patriots in New England. We played – Baltimore in Baltimore, even the Kansas City game, we lost an AFC championship. The play calling, it wasn't like the defense was knowing what was going on. It was like they were thrown off. If you look at every game we played this year, even 
up to when we play Cincinnati, it, everything is the same. It, it's the same. So if you look at it, it's the play calling. Yes, Ryan Tannehill is wrong for the interceptions, but it's the play calling. I mean, you just got to look at it. You, you, it's, it's common sense. It's the play calling. I mean, this man cannot call plays. And I understand as uh, the head coach has to back him up, but why are you backing up somebody that can cost you to lose your job? I hang up and listen. Thanks. Um, D on uh, – <laughs> On Twitch, uh, Downey calls plays like he's picking the first Madden suggested play that pops up every time. <laughs> That's a good one right there. Oh, you know what, though? Like, this goes back to how we started this conversation. If we got a problem right here, and I can come to you guys and say it, and then I go out here to the press and I defend you, I'm, I'm riding for my team. But I've been in situations also where the coach is not making the right calls or this system isn't good for me. And one thing I'm not going to do is go stand in front of the podium and say, Hey man, man, coach, man, coach Frotches, man, he got it going down, man. It's, <laughs> I love this man. He put me in a great situation. It's somehow it's just me. I got to figure it out. And no, nah, man, I'm don't put me in no standstill situation, man, or in a box. Like, let me get up down that three point line. Let me get down low. Let me screen and pop me, handle the ball. Let me get the rebound and go. Let me do all my options. Use me like a Swiss Army knife if that's who I am. Maybe that's why we haven't heard from Ryan Tannehill. That's what I was looking at. I was like, man, why won't this man speak? The only person that spoke was A.J. Brown because he had to. He had a phenomenal game. You know what I'm saying? So... Let me read into so your conversation. Why him? is he not speaking? You think it's because it would be hard for him to defend? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think I feel like Ryan Tannehill can get up there and BS with the best of them. Yeah, I that's think all he so, ever does. But, he never tells you anything. But with yourself, though, do you then go and be able to stand in front of your your your, your guys you're riding with and be like, "Hey, man, listen, y'all, we got to get it together for him." I know this is the playbook. No, man, this ain't the playbook no more. That's what I'm going to say. No, nah, we don't want to hear that no more, Danny. Why would you go out there and say that, dog? Like, let this man go out there and defend himself, man. We fighting for each other. Let him go do that, man. We ain't got no time to do that. So, let the OC go talk for himself. The caller mentioned Vrabel mm-hmm. um, and, and standing up for, you know, his yeah. his OC, which we broke down that. <laughs> we the broke down that, that soundbite. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, exactly. he said in mm-hmm. his second word that he's a hard worker. Like, yeah. I take that as a, oh, I couldn't come up with anything else to say like, positive. So I'm just going to throw in hard yeah. worker. But, you know, that's that's me overanalyzing yeah. and reading into it. But yeah. I, I bring up last year and the conversations that we all had at the end of the season about Shane Bowen and the defensive coordinator, right? Yes. And everybody in this town had these conversations. He's not the guy. He can't do it. He can't get it done. And Vrabel stood by him yep. because the reason that defense was not good was because of the missing pieces mm-hmm. and the missing ability to pressure the quarterback yep. and get to the quarterback and all of that. Yep. And this year, Shane Bowen did pretty darn good as the DC, right? Yep. So there's always more to it and there's always more within what's going on that we don't know about. But to, to I feel point. like the pieces are there that, that's the offensively, problem. That's the problem. whereas we knew they weren't there defensively yeah, to, last to that, year. To that point, there was a dramatic change in the defensive play. And there was an, uh, an addition to the staff, Jim Schwartz. 
in addition to the defense. That's what I'm saying. I'm just yeah. and and yes, like the but I'm just saying. Hood, do you like, think Shane Bowen suddenly a great defensive coordinator? Do you think it makes that big of a difference? Yes. You think Jim Schwartz made that? But big I of a also difference. think that Shane Bowen not having to coach a position made like really helped too. It's a combination. Of yeah, them. I mean, there's well, yeah. just a bunch of stuff. But and I, the fact but that I think, he had yeah, Denico Jim, Autry yeah, and, and Jeffrey Autry. Simmons Jeff, was able to do what yeah. he does because he had help yeah. and Bud Dupree. Kevin Bond and said to it. me, that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. But if you were uh, if you were playing Russian for a Russian basketball team uh, and and said some things about the coach, they might put you in a box. And I'll be on my way home. In a box. In the box. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> so Alan Bell tweeted Nashville summer years back and no one had a clue. And it's a it's a picture of Taylor Swift with like a homemade banner on a looks like a homemade stage by the river and that made me think of summer lights and like if you've been in Nashville like if you grew up here or whatever summer lights and river stages and Slay remembers all this stuff and yeah. dancing in the district and yeah. Italian street fair and all those things so somebody like all these people are are tweeting you know people that they saw back in the day and one guy was like I saw Garth Brooks with like 50 people I saw John Mayer in a high school gym, which would have been a, a cooler flex probably like, what, 10 years ago? But I saw John Mayer <laughs> in a high school gym in Columbus, Georgia, right near Auburn, Listen, uh, with Auburn. like 15 people. Very, Gavin DeGraw in a tiny little bar. There was Gavin like DeGraw five was of here. Us. Gavin, I saw you in Wilmington, North Carolina with like five people. <laughs> oh, Michael Jordan. He's very thankful. That I love that his early stuff, though. By the way, John Mayer, not very many people have, like, a date dating Rolodex like John Mayer. Mm, yeah, he's dated some hotties. Talk about a cell Is phone that you want to get about? hacked. Yeah. What, hunk? I said talk about a cell phone you'd want to hack. Oh, listen to you. Ooh, who's what? Phone? <laughs> I'm just saying. Those You're are some phone numbers. I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about the general person that would like his Rolodex. I don't even remember all of them. Who are they? If all it's a hot them. female in Hollywood, he's dated her. Well, Katy Perry's one of them. Katy Perry's one. Taylor Swift is one. Oh yeah, yeah. Taylor Taylor wrote songs about him. Yeah, he's yeah exactly. I, I mean, he's got himself life. a Rolodex. Boy, Babsy. I'm gonna look up John Mayer girlfriends. I mean, he's hot. Those I get it. John Mayer is. Yeah. Eggs. Or he used to be. I don't know if he is anymore. <laughs> he might not be hot no more. He might not be anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston's <laughs> one. Sienna Miller. Oh darn. He did have a. Yeah, we'll wow. look this up. <laughs> Telling you, he's got a Rolodex, man. John Mayer. His address Unexpected. book. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, back on track. What else is going on? Uh, yeah, so we were talking about, um, I, wanted, I, I was kind of wanting to do this at 4 o'clock, but then I thought, I was looking at uh, Joe Hunk's uh, audio sheet, and he's got like three bites from Lane Kiffin talking about all the money that the kids are getting, and then he's got two bites from Jimbo Fisher, and he's pissed off. It goes at Lane Kiffin. So maybe we should do that one at 4 o'clock. Yeah, Lane, Lane oh, it's is stirring good. the pot, man. Lane is absolutely stirring the pot. pot and on top of it, he is – It and why wouldn't you? Because, as you should, but he is just utilizing this NIL mm. and transfer portal and and making the most of it. There's no rules in place. I mean – 
What? Okay. <laughs> Slay had his hand up. Did like you just raise your hand yeah. on the radio? Yeah. Who yeah. was at school? Miss Johnson? Be, no, the, you know what that Johnson. means? That means he has thought a lot about this. Yes, and I've been waiting on it to come back up. And he so wants to it hit comes it. Back up. So this is the reason I say that when the opportunity comes up for him to boat Ole Miss, he will because the attention that he has to bring at Ole Miss, even while winning, to make them relevant, that's a lot of work that he got to do it. Even though that's him, that's his personality, he wouldn't have to do as much as if, if he was at a USC or the, Tennessee. The coaches or, that are griping, to your point, the coaches that are griping are the ones that can't get to that elevated stage of money. Yeah, to get exactly. to give out like they they don't like, and then you got guys like Jimbo, they don't have to like because it, it it sells itself. Jimbo's you know hilarious. Saying? He's like, hell yeah, we're giving it out. Watch us. It. it sells itself. Oh Miss, <laughs> as much as they like, Oh Miss is winning. Like, and it's good energy down there. But, man, you still got to do something to prop yourself up on the stage. Some are saying this Texas A&M class is the greatest class in the history of classes. Do you agree, Babsy? He's got, like, the number one player from, like, all, whatever state you want to name. Excuse me. Excuse me. Don't, excuse me. Don't let her off the do hook. Do you agree, Babsy? <laughs> Not necessarily. No. Okay. I just think Lane Kivitt's going to make... Regardless. Going to do that wherever I, that so. I, I mean, and I, I, that's why I said that's because his personality. That's him. But doesn't he have to do it too, though? To I don't think so. See, that's where I was looking. That's at. where we're different, mm-hmm. I think. Okay, go ahead. I don't think he has to. Go ahead, man. We'll revisit this. Hunk, just record all this. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hit back in what, a year? Yeah. Maybe two? Yeah, it might be I quicker don't know. than that. It <laughs> might be quicker. You're right. <laughs> We, hey, what you think? Does he have to do this to get the attention? Yeah, yeah, and I think Lane Kiffin, even if he was getting all the recruits he wanted, would still say things like this. See, I don't think he has to I, do he's it. He's being calculated because he wants, he knows that your A&Ms and your Alabamas are going to spend more on this stuff than and, what and, Ole Miss will. And, 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 like Ole Miss can't. Exactly. So he's basically, and some of these things he's saying is, look, I need, we need to govern this. We need some rules. <laughs> they, they, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> What's wrong I'm with you over I'm there? I'm trying to which one's biting their tongue more. You, you've made her speechless. Even as terrible as Michigan is, Michigan doesn't have to. If he was at Michigan, he wouldn't have to do it. Can you believe he had to go back there? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of. Hey, man, what to you? Like, nine-hour interview. Disaster. Like, nine-hour interview and don't get the job. Dude, how have you to go pick back? the phone? Babs, man, you think, ah, I got that. Mm. Coming back. Listen, I know I was gone, but. I need to get back. Can I still get that seat at, at your university, please? I really don't want to go to the NFL all of a sudden. Oh. Yeah, and I certainly won't go next year when more job opportunities That's a heck up. of a call back, man. If he didn't get a job this year, he's not getting a job in the it's, NFL it's next year, right? It's done. I think it's done. I mean, there's like five openings. I think it's done. Especially what the game is evolving to in the NFL. I don't know. They hire a lot of weird people in the NFL. That, like people that I wouldn't think would get a job, get a job. I don't know. NBA's even worse. What's 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 Harbaugh's thing? Offense or defense? Offense, right? Yeah, supposed to be offense. But I mean, but Hunk but that's supposed to be. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm I, saying. I wonder if this generation, like now, knows. I, they probably okay. didn't even know he was a quarterback. I mean, guy you in khaki pants. Does that play out in 2022? I don't know. You want him to you you want him to take control of your franchise? No, I just like the entertainment value of Harbaugh. So wherever he goes, I'm gonna follow and watch him and say things about him. Ground and pound. 
On that, we'll be right back. <laughs>